overcoming imposter syndrome is realizing that people will work with you because of you and how you do things and the things that you think and your thought leadership. And if you stopped consuming other people so much, you'd be able to hear your own voice more and more. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out to making multiple six figures, helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make banks, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, business mindset and imposter syndrome coach. And this is episode 191, which means that there are almost 200 episodes of the From Imposter to Empowered podcast, which is crazy. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening as always. Before the episode gets underway, let's talk about how you can work with me or even just get into my world. So you can buy my best-selling Amazon book, You're Not Special, at the link in my show notes. For free content and access, you can follow me on Instagram at yourcoachjill and you can join my email list at the link in my show notes where I send weekly emails to help you overcome imposter syndrome and sign clients. And you can apply right now for my one-to-one coaching program, Worthy and Wealthy. This is for coaches at any level to stop having feelings of not enoughness or unworthiness so they can sell their offers confidently and sign four-figure clients on repeat. My one-to-one coaching is complete mentorship. I am by your side supporting you and coaching you on our one-to-one calls and in Voxer, helping you market more effectively and confidently, convert more sales in your business, feel like the badass expert that you are, and get you really believing in yourself as a coach who is here to make a big impact on the industry. The link to apply to my one-to-one coaching is at the link in the show notes as well as the link to my book and the links to my email list and Instagram. So imposter syndrome will show up in your online business in so many ways and we're going to talk about one of those ways today. And this episode starts with me revealing my own fraud-like behavior when I first became a coach and actually when I decided on imposter syndrome as a niche in general. So I became a coach in 2018. However, in 2019, I decided to niche down to imposter syndrome. All of my degrees were in psychology. I was seeing so many patterns of imposter syndrome with the few clients I was working with. And I also was realizing how much I had to overcome my own imposter syndrome to become an entrepreneur. And I obviously was still struggling with my own imposter syndrome majorly. I had a background in a helping profession, but didn't feel qualified to be a coach. And I obviously was still struggling with my own imposter syndrome majorly. Even though I had a background in a helping profession, I just didn't feel qualified to be a coach. I distinctly remember being on the plane to Las Vegas because me and my mom and my sister were going to see the Backstreet Boys at their Vegas residency. And I was reading a book about imposter syndrome and comparing it to what I knew. And I wanted no one to know that I was reading this book. I felt like such a fraud for being an imposter syndrome coach and feeling like such a fraud. So because of this, I overconsumed so much content. 
and not just content about imposter syndrome, content about business in general. I would read all the books. I would listen to all the podcasts. I would be consuming trainings and freebies and low ticket stuff. My brain felt so full and yet I still didn't feel like an expert. And let me tell you why. My identity was still rooted in a student mentality, in a learning mentality. I've used this example before, but think about university or college. You're a student, not an expert. You're learning, but not implementing. And you become attached to this identity of taking information in without actively learning how to implement it and put it into practice. So it's scary to graduate and start looking for jobs in your field because it feels like you're never going to be ready enough to actually start implementing everything you know. You got comfortable being taught and implementing still feels really scary to you. In 2020, I went certification crazy. I got so many. I got certified in neuro-linguistic programming, time techniques, and hypnosis. I got certified in breath work. I became a Reiki master. And then in the beginning of 2021, I got master certified in neuro-linguistic programming, time techniques, and hypnosis. And then I took a huge break from everything in the latter half of 2021 and 2022 because I just needed time to implement and I needed time to actually become the coach who had those certifications and now this month I've been taking classes in rapid resolution therapy which I'm so excited to bring to my clients but this is the first certification that I've taken in so long because I needed to implement I needed to learn how to see myself as the expert with these certification as tools instead of the thinking that these tools are the reason why people are buying from me I had to step out of the student identity and it's a sneaky way that imposter syndrome will keep you small because it seems so innocent and actually seems like it's helping you right like learning it should be helping you. I have a mastermind sister who has been spending so much time learning new things and skills and she realized that she had been hiding behind these things. It is not the certification or the skill that makes you the coach that you are. You make you the coach that you are. The tool is just a tool, just like money. Money is a tool. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad, but ultimately it's just a tool that you decide how you use and your certifications and skills are the same. You get to decide how to use these tools you're given and how you're going to do that most effectively is stepping out of the student identity and into the expert identity. So for example, I'm certified in neuro-linguistic programming and in breath work and a way that I would use these tools as an expert is create a breath work and meditation combination recording for my clients or I modify some of the hypnosis or neurolinguistic scripts that the organization that certified me gave me because I know that I get to decide what to do with the tools that I'm given and that I could never do it wrong. Hey guys, I hope you're loving today's episode. I am just taking a brief pause in today's episode to share with you a client testimonial. These testimonials are either from group coaching clients or clients who are in my one-to-one coaching program. And I can't wait for you to hear how I have changed their lives and their businesses for the better. One of the best things about Jill is that she never gets lets you get away with your shit. I think in the coaching community, in the self-help space, it's... it's seems like enough to hold space for people but she not only holds space for you and like validates you and your feelings but helps you figure out why they're there and reminds you that it's a choice right 
we're always going to have that first thought, but it's our choice if we want to believe it or not. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Overconsumption of information because you feel like you don't know enough will keep you stuck in the identity of the student, never the leader or the expert. And it can be the perfect vehicle for avoidance. Circling back to the mastermind sis who was staying small, are you hiding behind the things that you've been certified in? behind the tools that you have? Are you frustrated that you've invested in the tools and skills as a coach but haven't seen the return on investment yet? You might feel really safe in the identity of being the student, in the identity of learning and expanding and growing, but not necessarily implementing. But my love, people hire coaches for two reasons, because of who they are and what they help you do mostly a combination of both and it's time to start seeing yourself as the coach who just has the skills and tools that you've obtained but that it doesn't change your worthiness as a coach so besides active implementation which like I can acknowledge that it doesn't feel as good right like you can get all the certifications and you can be so excited to like get on social media and talk about your certifications and be like I can help you but then if you hear crickets for a couple days yeah it it doesn't feel good, right? So not only does it feel more safe to stay in the zone of like, I'm not ready yet. Once I'm qualified, I'm going to be ready. And once I feel enough, I'm going to be ready because it feels shitty to show up and do the thing and not get an immediate result on the things that you've been learning, right? So again, besides active implementation of this, what else can help you overcome this part of feeling like a fraud? you begin to develop your own beliefs and philosophies about your niche. What would you think about your niche, your soulmate client, your industry, if it wasn't clouded by the opinions of others? What if your opinion was the best opinion for you and for the people that agree with you? And this will take time, of course, to develop, to grow your beliefs and your philosophies, but you might be blocking it now because you don't feel like you're an expert on anything enough to form beliefs or philosophies about it. But you do know enough now. You can develop an opinion, a belief, a philosophy now that is going to resonate with your people. Something that could be hindering this as well is the fact that you might be consuming content from a lot of people in your particular niche or industry. And this makes total sense in the beginning when you're in that student identity, right? You wanted to see what people were doing. You wanted inspo. And actually, I am a generator in human design. And when we're in a good headspace, we actually get more inspired with our own ideas when we see what somebody else is doing. But if you're not in a good headspace, this will look like intense comparison. It's normal to consume the content of others in your niche or your industry in the beginning, but it eventually becomes a school with rules and guidelines that you're convinced you have to follow instead of inspiration and motivation. You're seeing how what you want to do has been done before, but this is actually hindering you instead of helping you at this point in your journey. Mute, unfollow, protect your peace, and protect your creativity. Overcoming imposter syndrome is realizing that people will work with you because of you and how you do things and the things that you think and your thought leadership and if you stopped consuming other people so much you'd be able to hear your own voice more and more an example of a philosophy that i developed is the fact that i believe imposter syndrome is a dysfunctional thinking pattern in the 
presence of creative and emotional risk. When something comes up that triggers our imposter syndrome, it is usually because there is risk involved to our creative process, our purpose, or our emotions. But I had to go out and implement for me to come to this kind of conclusion. I had to think that I was the imposter syndrome expert first, and that I had something important and unique to offer the industry before I was even offering anything unique. You are always leading with your thoughts. They precede everything that you will ever do. So why not have thoughts that you're an expert? Why not have thoughts that you can help even just one person? Like it only serves me and serves my audience when I have thoughts like this before I create any content at all. So how are you going to start seeing yourself as the expert instead of just the student? What unique thoughts and philosophies are you going to curate? How are you going to protect your peace and mute and unfollow people that don't make you feel like an expert? And how are you going to stop identifying as the student of everything you've learned and the information you've acquired and get out there and start implementing as just the haver of those tools? Because you are so much more than the information you've acquired and the tools you have. You know enough, you are enough, and you can help someone right fucking now. And if you are ready to be mentored and coached and supported, if you're ready to stop feeling like a fraud and increase your confidence when you sell, if you're ready to sign four-figure coaching clients on repeat, then Worthy and Wealthy, my one-to-one coaching is for you. Book a sales call at the link in my show notes and I will see you there. I love y'all and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to learn how you can work with me, where you can buy my best-selling book, You're Not Special, and how to get on my email list for free. Screenshot this episode and add it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at your coach Joe. See you next time.